always welcome. And uh, thanks for checking in. If you've been with us the past three and a half hours, what a morning it's been. We've been all over the map. And uh, today, as we uh, first day of November, I'm about to get a couple of shots in a couple of arms. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Uh, the story, though, I want to uh, reiterate, nothing new yet, but it's a story that has... Uh, uh, many people around the province quite concerned. Uh, Estevan Police Service this morning. A police officer seriously wounded at the police headquarters. Uh, a suspect alleged to have injured that officer, also seriously wounded. It went on in the processing area of the Estevan Police Station. And uh, both have been airlifted by Stars Air Ambulance to Regina. And... Uh, a lot of people in the thoughts and prayers of the Estevan Police Service this morning. Also, the uh, CERT, the emergency, uh, the uh, serious incident uh, response team has been alerted anytime there is an injury in police custody. CERT looks at that. So we will be getting updates, we hope, soon uh, from the Estevan Police Service. Okay, the campaign began a couple of weeks ago when no less a good friend of this show, Saqib Shahab, the chief medical health officer, went to the uh, Performing Arts Center, rolled up two sleeves and got a shot in each arm. It's flu season. And on this radio show for 25 falls, every single year, a nurse comes into studio. I like the nurse who used to comment on my deltoids being in such remarkable condition. But she stopped doing that. Um, I might have written the script for her. I don't know. But we would get the flu shot every year. And even back before this, uh, at our office, before I came back to the radio, uh, we used to do an annual flu shot. So, gosh, it's been probably 28 years now. So I get the flu shot every year. It's just a good precaution as we get into flu season. This year, though, there's a second shot, and it's got to do with covid so we're going to be registered nurse Melanie Hind in a minute. Melanie's going to be uh, giving me my shot. And in studio with us as well, a uh, medical health officer with the health authority, Dr. Ratimi Kowali joins us. And uh, he and I are going to chat a little about the vaccine regime. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for popping in. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay, so, so let's talk about the flu season shot. Why is it done in the fall? Thank you. Uh, I think that's really a very good question. And for us in Saskatchewan, Canada here, flu season is not strange. That's been part of what we, we grew up just experiencing every year. So flu season uh, is that period of the year which we have increased in activity of the influenza virus circulating. So we call that flu season, just as we have almost like a certain designation for certain activity during the year. Like people have like Christmas because of a certain period of the year people celebrate. So this we have the activities of the influenza viruses during this period. And this period spans from between October to March when we have increased activity. However, in some other hemisphere, because we are in the northern hemisphere, mm. in southern hemisphere, like in Australia, there's is a little bit hellier. So it's a, it's a bit different. So when we are having our own summer period here, they're having their own influenza activity going on there. Okay, so a lot of times on the flu vaccine we're using in a given year, there's intelligence gathering and research done 
in the Southern Hemisphere first? Yes, exactly. So uh, because this is just a prediction of what we're likely to have during ours. So most of the flu uh, influenza virus uh, vaccines uh, that we're getting is based on the last year's intelligence. Mm. I mean, of the so uh, again, it's not hundred percent. So if you look at the efficacy or the effectiveness of the influenza virus, we're aiming between fifty to sixty-five percent. I know mm. that is a bit uh, tricky. I'll just explain it. So when we talk about the vaccine effectiveness, we're looking at the amount of people who needs to get that. Uh, vaccine coverage based on the population. And with that, it's been calculated that at least if we can get up to 80 or 90 percent based on that, we'll have a full coverage. So, the, but in terms of just getting the vaccine alone, it doesn't solve the problem. But the more people that get the vaccine, the more covered we have as oh, a population. Okay. Okay, with us as well is one of your colleagues, Melanie Hind, registered nurse. Did you want to do flu first? Is sure. Okay, so Melanie's here. Now, what I like to do, Melanie, um, you and I didn't get a chance to rehearse this. I just keep talking, and as long as I don't look, I'm totally okay. cool. Right. So you just go ahead and do what you will do, and I... Okay, is the del- deltoid... Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Nice. I like that. Okay. So don't lift those weights for nothing. No. So see, and I talk because as the nurse does the needle, um, you're rarely, you don't even really feel a thing. So um, she does the needle. I get my annual flu shot. Uh, it just went in. You're really good. Or is it the needle that's so good? And that feels even less than usual. Like, technique. Okay. Oh, thank you. Technique. Exactly. Okay. So, so the, there's no fear of the needle, clearly, right, doctor? Um, the needle—it's just a tiny pinprick. You can hardly feel it. it That—that's right. And I—I I want to clarify that by saying there's some people that do have phobia for needle, which mm. is real. And uh, our public health nurses are well trained that they don't just when you get to the station to get your uh, your shot, they don't—they don't just grab your delta and give it there's a way of really them really sort of talking you talking with you and elevating your fears about about needle generally so uh, because people do fear it and the way the needle is manufactured it's manufactured in such a way that it doesn't get too it's a very short needle it's not long and uh they are well trained i think they look at the anatomical area where you should have the less uh pain Okay, After well, that was, that, was, that was absolutely painless. Okay, so you've got the COVID one now. Yeah. So is this where you move to the other? Now, because yeah. we do one on each arm, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you had COVID before? Uh, no, but I've had more shots than I can. can. I've got them written down somewhere. But. Yeah. Okay, so Melanie's about to move around to my left arm, and uh, I've never had two vaccines at once. So this is kind of new for me. Okay. So I will continue to talk knowing mm-hmm. there will be no pain. Mm-hmm. I say that only because uh, every time you ever get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Did you actually stick that needle in already? Yep. All done. <laughs> okay. I did not feel a thing. And see, I'm okay that's, as long as I don't that's look. great. Yeah, that was, uh, that yeah, was uh, absolutely painless. So I can speak to why you're getting the flu vaccine as well as the COVID at the same time. Okay. I think this is one of the uh, things we encourage in public health. That's because we have circulating virus, influenza virus going on, the activity during this period, 
also the COVID vac- uh, viruses, they're still upon us. We still have COVID uh, circulating in the community. Right. So, and there's no interaction. Uh, these uh, vaccines have been tested. They have been, uh, they have been verified. The uh, experts have gone through the different components and they are quite confident that if you get both together, it's much more beneficial. So it's almost like getting two for one. Mm. So you're being protected from, uh, from the uh, flu, influenza, uh, the influenza virus, as well as the COVID virus. I think that's what we're encouraging people. We're chatting with medical health officer Rotimi Kolawali. Now, on the, again, the derivatives or the, uh, mm. the, the development of the virus, uh, of the vaccine, mm. like the flu, where you use the intelligence in the southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. this COVID one is a modification of some of the modifications of the Omicron or the variants of Omicron? Okay. Is that the way that works? Yeah. So what we have, because we've had uh, different mutation of the viruses. So when it was first a novel virus, when it was uh, discovered, so they've changed a little, they've changed quite a while. So right now we have the XBB 1.9.2, which is the most common type of the, uh, the COVID virus circulating in Canada. And the, uh, the new vaccine or the, the improved uh, vaccines that we're giving you today shows that they can also take care of those Variants, so um, and it's encouraged for people and for people to get this vaccine, especially at various age groups. Everybody should, but however, people who are at a vulnerable position, or they are, we call them, they are, they are vulnerable people. Anybody over sixty-five and above should get this vaccine. If you work in healthcare. We encourage you to get it so that you protect the people you're taking care of. You don't pass the virus inadvertently to them. So also, you want people who have immunocompromised condition to get this virus, uh, to this vaccine because it's a protection for them. You're not only protecting yourself, but also protecting others who you don't know their immune status. Dr. Rotimi Kalawali, mm-hmm. Melanie Hind, registered nurse. They're in here. I got both my shots. Okay, doctor, this has been delightful. Quick word uh, just before I let you go. Uh, it is also RSV season, which, yes. of course, as you point out, mm. we tend to congregate more. We get indoors. The weather mm. gets colder. Yeah. What should we know about RSV? Okay, so the word RSV is an acronym for respiratory syncytial virus. So this virus activity, we've seen it during the COVID period, and we've seen increase in people getting hospitalized, especially the pediatric group and the elderly. Uh, the RSV it's, is, is a respiratory virus like we have for COVID and the influenza. So they too, they could lead somebody to get uh, hospitalized, especially people with, with uh, immune compromised conditions. Mm, yeah. If you're elderly, you're at risk. If you're younger because your immune system has not been fully developed, especially in the pediatric age group, they can get, uh, they can get the respiratory syncytial virus inf- infection. So what are those things, uh, to protect us? Vaccine is still one of the uh, most effective thing we have. If you're here in Saskatchewan, if you're 65 and above, 
So the government has publicly funded that for you to get that. So you're able to get your RSV virus uh, vaccine, but you're going to get it in the, uh, uh, the pharmacy. The public health don't don't carry that. Uh, the other thing also is that um, there are other areas that this uh, vaccine also is not being covered fully. So, but unfortunately, in public health, we don't have that. Sorry, I'm just going to repeat my uh, make a correction there. That it's is available at the pharmacy, not at the public health. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it's been a delight meeting you today, doctor, and uh, thanks so much for helping us navigate through the uh, flu, uh, COVID season, RSV. Of course, all of that starts to happen in the fall. Uh, Melanie, great meeting you today. Thank you. Absolutely painless, as always. Um, thanks so much. And, of course, uh, this is the season. Uh, make sure you drop into one of the clinics. See pharmacists you know. And uh, it's painless, it's easy, and it's going to do some things to help your health this fall and winter. I'm John Gormley. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.